This episode of Super Legit brought to you by Dreams Wasn't a Cover, an Arrested Development reference, and your grandparents' attic. Alright, welcome to the Super Legit Podcast. Uh, we've got our cast back here yet again this week. Yes, uh, Allie is making the... Uh, Allie was pantomiming the sounds that Josh just made for us. This is this is called teamwork. <laughs> I love it. Allie is still... This is, this is what I'm going to do through the whole podcast. I'm just going to describe the videos I'm watching of my teammates who are all sitting at home on Zoom uh, making various uh, effects with their bodies. Uh, so let me introduce uh, who we've got here real quick and ask them a few questions to set them up. Uh, Stephen C. James is with us. Stephen C. James, if one is the loneliest number, mm-hmm. it takes two to tango, and three is a crowd, what is former child star Mara Wilson doing these days? Oh, actually, this is hilarious because I actually know her. Uh, last time we saw each other, it was at a Rhett Miller show. Uh, she's a friend of my... Uh, one of my son's preschool preschool parents, so she and I have become friendly. Uh, she and the awesome rainbow sweater she had at this birthday party are the reason as uh, the reason I made this big swing uh, last Christmas, and I got my wife all rainbow stuff. I got my wife this awesome rainbow hoodie and this rainbow dress uh, and various other rainbow things, and I've since learned that it's now a safe bet to uh, to do that. And also, she uh, is doing uh, voice work. She plays the uh, old woman who lives, in, uh, the faceless old woman who lives in your home uh, on all of the uh, podcasts by Night Vale, all the Night Vale podcasts. Oh, so, yeah. And she has so a book. Cool. Her book's really good. Uh, it does a lot of stuff, talks about uh, anxiety a lot, which was uh, very comforting for me. Wow. I had no idea that that was going to be such a tee up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. The audience <laughs> is seriously going to think that I purposefully threw you that softball, knowing that you had that information. I had no idea. I just figured if anyone would be the right person to ask that random question to, it was going to be you. I, I think was, actually uh, the audience is probably going to think you just made all that up. <laughs> no, totally true. And I wouldn't I wouldn't know either way. Uh, all right. Well, in that voice just now, Michael Hyman. Michael Hyman, uh, are you going to go my way? No, no. That's, that's <laughs> a big negatory. Okay. All right. Uh, huh. Okay. What well, crushes me for the week? Um, Good. But I'm going to move on. Yeah. I'm going to move forward. Uh, Carry God, that, God, that I'm shame sorry. with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is a hard moment for me, for the listeners, because uh, it, it hurts. It hurts. Um, but we'll get through. Allie! Allie Marr! Hi. You're alone in a dark room. There are no doors, no windows, and only a mobile phone with no data. How will you get your weed delivered? I don't smoke weed. I'm like the only person in Santa Monica who doesn't smoke weed. <clears throat> I don't. I don't like it. I. I'm ADHD. I think I've. I, I might have shared this on previous episodes, but um, it doesn't do well for me. Like my body, like like anything, any stimulant. Like I'm like. I'll have four cups of coffee and like, you know, read a book and go to sleep. That's fine. But if I smoke weed, I am like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel. And then a second later, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just never had the uh, same reaction. Like everyone likes it. It's social for them. Um, Mm -hmm. I I dislike it. And I've tried, I've tried so much. I've tried so many times because I've always dated 
uh, male comedians who tend to smoke a lot of weed. So like every new male comedian boyfriend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn to be a stoner, babe. And like, it never works. And like, this one's like, try sativa. And this one's like, try edibles. And like, it just, I, I've tried to be a stoner so bad. And, uh, I, I wouldn't, if I was alone in a dark room with no windows or doors, I'd wonder how I, I just sit there wondering how I got there. Probably. Interesting. I wouldn't call. Yeah, see, this is a perfect example of how I definitely didn't set up the questions perfectly for the right person. Because uh, <laughs> Ali is, although the answer is fantastic, so I, I still wouldn't change a thing. Josh Spence. Hey, Josh Spence. What's something from childhood that you always wanted but never got? Oh, um, okay. Do you guys remember Super Soakers? Oh, yeah. Of course. I never had the name brand Super Soaker. It was never a Super Soaker trademark. It was like, you'll get wet a lot, copyright. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was horrible. And like, uh, you know, I always felt like I was kind of on the wrong side of history on a lot of this stuff. Like, we were like a Betamax family. Uh, we got Sega Genesis when Nintendo was all the rage. Uh, Sega Saturn versus PlayStation. Um, and I wanted this Super Soaker. And it was, you know, the one that holds like three and a half gallons. I got like these two, uh, my dad was like, yeah, but they're, it's a, it, they look like two like nine millimeter type water guns. And uh, he was like, yeah, but you get two of them. You get two instead of one. I was like, okay, great. So I'm going to get in this water fight and like first shot, the trigger blows out and all the water <laughs> leaks. And uh, yeah, and then everybody was like, get him. And, and I was, <laughs> kids, man. <laughs> uh were you at, at camp in the 80s? Because that's uh, what this sounds like. <laughs> I was. And, and, and uh, yeah, Bill Murray was one of the camp counselors. And uh, How many pairs of panties did you steal? I don't know, but there's a lot of meatballs around. So, like. Yeah. Uh, super suckers. Ugh. Thanks a lot, Jack. I like trying to come up with the, with the uh, off-brand names for the super suckers that you got. Like, adequate dowser. <laughs> <laughs> Good drencher. Uh, moderate moisture. <laughs> Your suggestion of you'll get wet a lot was the uh was the working title for uh WAP. <laughs> uh, You're so proud of that. For everyone bam. listening, Jet is smiling so big right yeah, now. Yeah, it's great. And by the time they hear this episode, that phenomenon will be dead. The the just to I further again describe it, the smile that Jet Kaufman had was like if he was holding like a royal flush the whole time in a Texas Hold'em game, and yeah. he just let all of us bet the farm, and he was just he kept just slow checking. He it was like the final scene in freaking Rounders. Yep. Check check yeah. check check check, and then just. I can beat you all night, super legit. It's a check yeah. raise. You want to check It was raise. also a smile akin to when he said WAP as if he actually said wet ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very proud of the fact that he said pussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what oh, it's it better is. than the Ben Shapiro uh, wet ass P word. Although that's really my favorite <laughs> remix of the song is Ben Shapiro's wet ass P word. It's a fantastic oh remix. I also like that we were talking about how awesome and deep Chris's voice is. And when he says pussy, it's like <laughs> the most authoritative I got wet. use of I the got word wet. pussy. Yeah. Um, it sounds almost like clinical. It's like, this is your pussy. Yeah, it, <laughs> sounds, like, it sounds like if they were doing a, a prescription ad, like on, uh, on a commercial break of Wheel of Fortune, it's just like, yeah. 
Do you have an issue? Do with you pussy? have an itchy pussy? <laughs> have you tried badger scrubs? Oh my! It's funny because Chris Sanders, I was about to introduce you, and that was going to be my question to you: uh, is do you have a itchy pussy? Daily. I'm I'm so glad we're talking about this. I can't wait till today's ad read comes up. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I feel like we definitely just had a premature little ad break there. Oh. I mean, I know you can only see me from the waist up, but my legs are crossed so tight right now. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's funny because in the army, that was often—I mean, that was often a uh, an insult, obviously, because I was infantry, so it's all men—it's all men. So it was mm-hmm. a common insult to refer to mm-hmm. when someone was kind of sucking or not pulling their weight. Of uh, you got sand in your vagina, uh, your fucking puss, pussy itch, mm-hmm. uh, you little shit. Uh, we're men, we're men, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. uncomfortable, so it's a great analogy. Yeah, anytime <laughs> I see like uh, like say you know some sexy nude photo of a woman on a beach, I'm like, how was she keeping the sand out of there? <laughs> like I'm freaked out for her. Like I am really concerned for her. As a woman, I'm actually really glad to hear someone say that because that's probably what we're thinking too, you know? And like, we're supposed to be like so sexy in these moments. It's like when I watch these shows where they're like, oh, we're sexy camping for like three days straight. I'm like, do you know how bad they smell? Or even like any period piece, like any medieval times, or like anything. A literal before... period piece. You guys yeah, are ruining yeah. like three quarters of my spank material right now. <laughs> Just like decimating. You ever had sex while camping? Yes. yes. It's fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. And that was Shame just delivered. You. Like, I Shame know that you. joke. I didn't I see know. it coming. It's such a great joke. And it was so smooth. Yeah. Uh, like, I started to react to it. Like, yeah, I agree with you. It is real. Oh, fuck. I didn't even get it was a joke until I really looked at Sanders' face and saw his <laughs> I told a joke face, you know, yes. and then I had to think about it. Well, you know what? To loop back to what Sanders said about, like, pussy being an insult like uh-huh. have you ever seen like women's gymnastics and they're just fucking throwing their their crotch like against that rope the, and doing flips on yeah. it and all that stuff yes and, and if a guy hit that one time it would be the only story he told for the rest of his life like scrotums are far right. more fragile it's but- literally the most resilient body part that exists like the abuse it can take and Humans bounce right back are being pushed out of it yeah. Right. And then it just snaps back into place like uh, some fucking like uh, uh, well, I, I, don't it, I don't know if it snaps right back. And I mean, good for your wife if that's the situation you guys are, are having over Great. there because I've heard some fucking horror stories. So good on her. <laughs> Congratulations Here, to you both. Here's what scares me. Here's what keeps me up at night is 1998 TLC released No Scrubs. And in 1999, some other band came up with No Pigeons. Mm-hmm. So here we are. With wet ass pussy, yeah. What's the response song and video going to be? I think mm. after Cardi B has a kid, she'll make snapback pussy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. I would rock yeah. that. Or clapback pussy. <laughs> I'm surprised Cardi B didn't already make that the, song. The clapback pussy. Is that the is that the Weird Al uh, cover? Yeah, the clapback pussy. Oh, yes. Well, uh, my wife uh, on Facebook, somebody somebody was like. Uh, I decided to make the kids bop version of that song and it's the whole thing, but <laughs> she just pops in every once in a while and goes waffles and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, the uh, the the music video goes with the lyric uh, "wet and gushy," yeah, which is is really <laughs> hard worse. for me. Like, I I had to stop watching the music video not because the music video itself bothered me, but that <laughs> lyric made no grammatical sense, <laughs> and it was just driving me nuts. And I finally had to turn it off and switch to the the audio only version with the correct lyrics. I then it actually worked. I was getting a little bit infuriated as well when it the day it dropped when I was trying to find the music video online and I kept. All yeah. I ran into was the wet and gushy, <laughs> and I was—I refused yeah. to indulge. On principle, yeah, uh, yeah, on principle. Like I want the real—I want the organic, original, real. The Colonel Sanders original recipe, filthy. Yeah, filthy I song. don't. I don't want the adequate drencher. I want yeah, the like, wet ass pussy. Uh, <laughs> fuck you and forget you both have music videos. They have a version of it for each. Like it, most of the time when there is a radio edit, uh, radio censored version, they have music videos for both versions. So I was really disappointed they didn't have that. I'm just deeply disappointed that forget you exists. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted that to stand on its own and be like, yeah, the song's yeah. fuck you. It's always going to be fuck you. You don't get this. But of course capitalism they had to have a clean version well but you know it does work in in positive ways with uh the black eyed peas smash hit let's get it started it started yes yeah, it started but that's because there was pushback on the original they he didn't know make, the original he didn't oh, make forget you because let's get our word in here but they didn't say our word they did oh, not say right. our word they said that the would, that's full. the only thing that would have made that black eyed peas song clunkier <laughs> oh yeah wow yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so and, yeah. and this it was, was really that was a tipping point of when it was like hey guys word in the chat i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh wow they this was this is this is like in recent history too wow developmental disabilities oh yeah i'm just going yeah. to type it just to they I weren't got it, even. I got it. I got it. I and just it. for the just for the listeners I, at home, I, she just made the same face again as when Chris Sanders said "intense." Just so, <laughs> so you know. I finally got it. I don't know. Okay, I'm a little. Uh, we went to the yeah, beach this, this today. Is how I got some color. ADHD register things. Yeah. yeah. I also got too it's much. Like the joke flies past, and then ten seconds later, like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I either get something first in the room or last in the room, but I'm never in the middle of the pack. <laughs> Uh, my ego took a hit watching uh, the, the first version because it kept saying "wet and gushy," and I was like, "WAP? That's a hor- that acronym doesn't even work." <laughs> so I hope someone got fired for that one, <laughs> idiot. Um, I've been listening to it on the treadmill. That and um, Savage. I'm like, yeah, and I don't know all the words, but um, I make them up, you know. And I'm pretty sure there's a part that says uh, "Tucci." And that's my husband's last name, so I like that part a lot. But <laughs> like, but like, uh, I, you know, I I tend to try to put myself in situations when I hear about them, like you know, empathy and compassion. And um, it's not really comfortable to have a wet ass pussy, to be honest. Like, unless you're about to have sex, like then it's it serves a purpose. But like, if you just have one and you're like walking around in the world. It's not. Yeah, it's like so macaroni like, in a pot. Sure. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Yeah, like macaroni in no, a pot. Yeah, there's no. That's the lyric. It. That's the lyric from the song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the yeah. lyric from the song. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of. I guess it's the equivalent of like when you're going through puberty for a guy and you just yeah. get erections in yes. everyday Only life. Only when we're going through puberty doesn't ever happen <laughs> any other times. But I mean, like, yep. the, the, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. It is physically very uncomfortable to just it's be walking not, around it, in public. 
You're so right. like I first started listening, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, this wet ass pussy, woo, yeah. And then like I start overthinking the lyrics, and by like the end of my run, <laughs> I was just like, it's like so uncomfortable. I don't know. Macaroni in a pot. The song could have almost been M A P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't love you like I love you. Yeah. Map, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, right there. yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Do we have uh, any more intro questions? Is that just the intro? <laughs> this is the the, the longest intro. intro still. Yeah. yeah, no, we are, we are actually at this point we're in the podcast. All right, we, guys, hold on a second point, though. We'll pass the intro. If yeah. we hold out on doing scenes, uh-huh. we might beat a Mark Marin record for longest intro. So then let's keep it going. You know. Let's hit that record, man. <laughs> Well, but now that you now that you've yeah. said it, it has yeah. to be organic. Yeah, you can't, it's, it's too late. Yeah. All right. Well, I've really lost dead. the magic. I've lost the magic. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, d- I did want to say I am legitimately excited for the kids' bop version of of what wow. what ass pussy. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think because you, can do uh, it. I, you know, working with kids, I hear all the kids' bops, and like like I can think of a thrift shop. It's a completely different song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids' bop version is a whole different song. Like you mm-hmm. can't say that's a version of this song. It's a different song. So I have a kids bop banger for you. Uh, Truth hurts. The oh. uh, I hate. By the way, with the white hot passion of a thousand sons, I <laughs> hate kids bop. I hate oh, yes. Santa's version. Yes, I, there are like five cover songs that I think should exist in the world. Like when everybody else was in American Idol, I was just like, no, no, it's just it's just cover songs, and it's just bad cover. No. And then, like, I wanted to listen to Truth Hurts all the time, but I have a small child. And then the kids' bop version, it's methadone. Like, it's not heroin. It's not the thing that I actually want, but I can maintain. It's still got it in there, <laughs> you know? Um, it's, yeah, it, it'll work. It'll do. Super. All right. So let's get our latest uh, tracks together, okay? Uh, now, uh, first first pitch I've got here uh, from, from Jonathan uh, nine inch nails. Um, <clears throat> I want to hug you like an animal. Yeah, yeah. I want to hug you like an animal. Uh, the premise of That's the cute. yeah, the premise of the lyrics is like going to a shelter, you know, and you you know it's that one on one time that you uh, you have with the pet. Decide if they become your forever pet. I think uh, if you if you, you hug them like an animal, it's it's connecting on a second level. Um, I was also thinking if you didn't like that, you could change hurt. The, the classic song about uh, suicide by Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. You could also change that to dirt. You know, playing in dirt, the the fun oh. aesthetics that dirt has. Um, and if all of that playground is, song, yeah. Yeah, a, a third one I wanted to throw out, uh-huh. and then we can let some of the other people throw in. Uh, I re- I'm really fond of this band. Uh, it, it's a thrash metal band called Slayer. Maybe you've heard of them. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a little rough, a little hardcore. You would you, think, you would think so. So instead of raining blood, we can change it into resting broth. You know, it's about making soup, you know, awaiting reprisal instead of like you're awaiting ramen. All of a sudden you're just making, you know, top ramen, you know, uh, uh, from a lacerated sky. It's like from a beef packet instead. You know, it's it's very easy to interchange these, I think. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's okay. I, I like them. I like them. They, these are good. You know, there's some deep cuts because usually we do the, the current hits, but this is an interesting angle to, to go into some of the deep classics here. Uh, anybody else got something here? I'm, I'm super curious. Uh, oh, uh, Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah? What's up? It's your boy, Fred. Hey, Fred. Oh, it's so good to have you here in the pitch meeting. I'm so happy. I'm what so happy to us? be here. I got the name of our new album. Chocolate starfish. 
Okay. All right. That sound. I mean, that that sounds really just straightforward and fun and candy. It's about my asshole. (laughs) Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think that's gonna. That's not gonna work very well for us. Can you make a biscuit? Uh huh. Yo, Fred. Yo, you you forgot to tell the other half of the album name. I'll see myself out. Oh, yeah, what's the other half of this album name? Oh, yep, someone passed it to me. Uh, and the hot dog flavored water? That's right! What does that mean? I don't know. Like, I was thinking chocolate starfish, I'm thinking of candy, but hot dog flavored water. It's got my penis in it first. Okay, all right. Fred, listen, we, we were so happy to have you in here, but we're looking to be able to modify the lyrics to be a little bit more family-friendly, okay? Oh, okay. How about the one where we're riding in a car? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, you like say that. what? Uh-huh. Keep what? rolling, 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 rolling. What? Come on! Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling? Yeah! Great. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. It's about fucking in a car. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I'm sensing a theme here with you. Uh, listen, we're, we're going to need some help. Just hey, bring hey, these yo, oh, I don't yes. know. I don't know if I can help you, Fred, but uh, you see, Fred, the issue is they're not trying to. They're trying to make your lyrics more palatable for people. But the thing is, your lyrics just need to be better. That's the issue. Yeah, it's did, not that your lyrics are that. dirty. I, yeah. It's just that they're low quality. Yep. You see, the problem I have is, you know, you know me, Luke Skywalker of the two live crew. Of course. But the thing is, you. all of my filthy lyrics have already been stolen by Weird Al Yankovic. And he's already made <laughs> Me So Hungry and all the other <laughs> hits that he's taken from me. So uh, there's no way to up my lyrics. You know, all I got to do is just I say something. And then Weird Al Yankovic comes up with some funny polka version of the stuff I don't say. Yo, yo, yo. I could only hope and wish to have Weird Al Yankovic take my sick-ass lyrics. Well, and perhaps if you actually ever had some sick-ass lyrics, he would he would absolutely uh, love to, to parody them. I mean, oh! I'm not one to play. I'm not one to throw stones in a glass house because, I mean, my famous lyric is me so horny. But man, Fred... Your stuff is juvenile. I will throw stones in your butthole. Hey, uh, just, uh, uh, just real quick, uh, you know, I, I, as Weird Al, I know I, I like to jump on everybody's songs with food. Um, I think I've given Fred how much time before I can change Nookie to Cookie and take it as my own? How much more time does he need? Just saying. You can stick that right up your mouth. Okay, you can put that cookie in your mouth. Yeah. You shove it right in your mouth and you eat that cookie. Yeah. Limp biscuit. Yeah, you eat that cookie. Where else would you put it? Yo, I heard my name earlier, so I want to remind you all to back that ass up. Legit. <laughs> uh, just a quick uh, structural show note: please don't mute your mics because it breaks the Zoom recording. I was so laughing I so hard. I'm sorry. I thought I was going to interrupt the scene. Yeah. No, I, sorry. A, I love laughter, but B, yeah, the muted mics, if I have to fall back on Zoom, the Zoom recording cuts out everything that's muted. It doesn't just make it silent. It pauses the recording, oh. and then the alignment is totally destroyed. I'm yeah. sorry. So it takes, it, it pro- it's not an issue as long as I have all of your actual audio recordings, but if, if one of yours fails and we have to fall back on Zoom, I'm screwed. Can we leave this part in, too? 
<laughs> well, I would like to point out if we're leaving this part in, uh, Jet's virtual background as he's admonishing us, he keeps disappearing and it's just a floating head with tennis yeah. balls. Yeah, can you so yeah. can you stop fucking disappearing? But it almost it's, it almost looks like Oz. Zoom. It, yeah, but it looks like Zoom's <laughs> registering his head as a tennis ball. Like the rest of right. everything else is disappearing, but it's like, oh, this is just another tennis ball, and <laughs> just like keeps his head there. Yeah, p- apparently the blue shirt's a problem for it, even though it's, I told it I have a green screen. Uh-huh. Whether this is kept or not, I'd like to thank Jet for uh, covering my complete failure of remembering the entire album name. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> of an album that I had, that I loved. I fucking <laughs> loved Limp Biscuit. Our camera's off, went... so you can't see my face, but Limp Biscuit was one of those ones where I was like, oh, no thanks. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Can I ask? I went was it Limp Biscuit? Oh, sorry, go. Bizkit. No, no, good. Yeah, Biz Was it, it Limp Biscuit Biz. or Corn that did boom, bop, dop, 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 corn. That's corn. That's corn. Okay. I didn't yeah. care for corn. That's corn also did Adidas all day I dream about sex. Oh, yes. So good. That was my <laughs> life. My best oh. friend Becky. Shout out to Becky, because she might listen to this someday. Uh, woo, woo, Becky. Becky, we love you, Bex. Uh she Big ups, Bex. She was way um more like punk and cooler than me. Like I was like a musical theater nerd, you know, class president uh, <laughs> type course. type girl. And, but to my, like court as a class president. <laughs> but my uh, but my school was also super small. So like we 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 graduated like fifty two kids in my class. So like we didn't really have huge cliques. So it didn't really matter who you were and what you were into. We were all sort of friends small. because you didn't really have a choice. And Becky was like got like a tongue piercing and was dyeing her hair left and right and. Um, she skipped school, which like I would never do. And she went down to the city to TRL and she met Fred Durst because she was like obsessed with him. And she, so her, yeah. her, her senior year picture, like everyone else picked like, you know, when they're a baby on a rock or like, you know, their whole family with flowers, like whatever your picture was that was supposed to like embody you was her in this like puffy jacket with like, like braids in her hair and like big braces and like hugging Fred Durst. And that was her senior year high school photo and i love it so much she's like a mom with kids now living a, a normal suburban life and like i just can't wait until her children are old enough to be like this is your mom with fred durst you know like, and they say who's fred durst yeah exactly super now for our graduation we're going to keep things relatively short we're only going to have two speeches we have our class president and valedictorian and senior class yearbook representative and class historian and president of the swim team, captain of our volleyball team, Lisa. And then of course, later on, since we only have two students at this very small school, the speech from our other student. Uh, uh, remind me of your name again. Uh, Carl. Oh, Carl. Yes, Carl. Lisa, Lisa, please go ahead. Uh, I've really been looking forward to this. What What are you going to just uh, just briefly? Can you just give us a, a one sentence synopsis of what your speech is going to be? I didn't want to do something as trite as "Oh, the places you'll go." Of course not. <laughs> uh, we've all seen that. Of course. So I was going to write my major takeaways from every club I have been president of over the last six years at this very prestigious school um, to really show 
how well-rounded you can be if you just go out there and grab life by oh. the reins. Oh my god. I I mean, I've just only heard that one bit and I'm already inspired to start taking up guitar lessons again. Uh, Carl, um, if you could just really just briefly just give us a just the smallest sample and please don't say anything that's going to make me kick you out of here. I didn't pass study hall. Oh, Carl. Of course you didn't pass study hall, Carl. You're... You're graduating only because you've now reached the age where you're no longer on your parents' health plan and the nurse isn't allowed to see you. I... Uh, we really wanted to be a prestigious one-person institution for the past few years, but we just can't graduate you, Carl. <laughs> but then you wouldn't be a school. No, we'd be a private tutoring institution that would still receive government funding because of several loopholes in the laws here in Michigan, but I'd rather not necessarily make those ideas public. But Dr. Milner, it did sound like he just grasped that concept. I mean... I mean, maybe if I, if I can continue working with him privately, I think that he might progress. Wow, Lisa, you're... For an 18-year-old young lady, I think that you might not just be president of the swim team and president of your class, but maybe one day, president of these here United States. <laughs> uh, let me let me let you two talk. I'm going to go over here and meet with some of the parents and get a little bit of coffee. You two kids, you know, just reminisce over your times together. Oh, man, I've been waiting years for this moment. I'm 18. I'm finally 18. Lisa. This isn't illegal anymore. I know, because I am 21. And I, I do feel a little bit bad that the only time I could fit having sex with you in the broom closet was during your study hall. Because I know you needed that class to pass school, but I, I can wait. I, I don't have to go to Harvard. I can stay back a year and I can go to community college and private tutor that dick. I, that's exactly what I wanted. You're, You're a small town You're girl. You sound smarter already. You're a small town girl and I'm just a simple guy. And why strap yourself down to a busy career life when you could stay with me in our small town? Ah, <laughs> oh, fundraising. So, how are you kids getting along? I think we've, we've decided that Carl's education is extremely important. Just because I have the means to go off to a fancy private school doesn't mean... I mean, listen, I, I think we should adopt a new motto. No Carl left behind. And Yeah, because if... If I'm left behind, so is the school. Like, where are the other students? I mean, if you think about it, Dr. Milner, um, an average is the combination of mm, our yes, GPAs yes. divided by two. So even though I have a 4.0, the fact that Carl Actually, has been a Actually, a 4.3 senior... because of all your extracurriculars. I didn't know they were weighted. That is so exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, um, but I just... It's really going to drag the average down if, you know, Carl's been here for like eight years, you know, nine years. When you say it, it makes so much sense. When Carl says it, it sounds like a monkey throwing shit into his own mouth. But when you say it, it makes so much sense, Lisa. Just so But I'm going to be the Jane Goodall of Carl's life. Oh, my God. You know what? They say, is, are you urinating right now, Carl? Carl, are you <laughs> urinating on that? He's writing his name. I am. You taught him to write name. his name? Lisa, you're, you're like you Ann know, Sullivan for dum-dums. Oh, thank you so but much, But what's extra Lisa. great about I, her, I have a she taught me cursive. People don't teach cursive anymore. Uh, 
Did you I... notice he didn't wait? He didn't break his flow. That's, yeah. That's so impressive. I even wrote my middle initial of Z. Oh my God, Lisa! I I have a doctorate in education from a very prestigious university, Northwestern, and you, at 18 years old, taught this boy what I wasn't able, nay, didn't give a shit enough to teach him over the past six years. You, young lady, are an inspiration. Dr. Miller, sometimes it's, it's not about rules, it's not about academia, you just need to reach out and touch somebody. And life. fuck in a closet. <laughs> Wait, that's how you passed broom closet? Legit! <laughs> uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, a new and young up-and-coming podcast, and we thank you for your patronage, but we also do uh, have some wonderful new sponsors coming in and joining us on this journey. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe uh, Jet Kaufman has this week's newest ad, if, uh, unless I'm mistaken, Jet. Yeah, now I have this one uh, right here. Just got handed this earlier today. Uh, recorded this uh, already, and uh, I'm going to play it for you right now. Let's be real. You love your cat more than you love yourself, and rightly so. I mean, look at that fuzzy-wuzzy face. In these trying times, you've leaned on your feline friend so hard for emotional support that when you reference them on a Zoom call, friends and family assume <laughs> you're talking about your significant other. And it's because you are. Again, look at that fuzzy wuzzy face. You give your feline friend the best in everything, especially when it comes to kitty treats. Peanut butter doesn't do the trick like it does for those dumb doggos. So why not give them the best when it comes to cat dessert? Introducing Pussy Whip Whipped Cream, the whipped cream for cats. When Snowball's been good on their diet all week and deserves a cheat day, Pussy Whip. When Felix and Tigger put the finishing touches on their cat fashion show, Pussy Whip. When Pickles hits the catnip hard and needs some munchies to further mellow out their vibe, Pussy Whip. It's 100% organic and all natural, consisting of raw sugar, vanilla bean, oleander, castor bean, and cyclamen. They put in just the tiniest pinch of caffeine so you know your furry friend will catch that laser. Let's hear from one of our fine customers, Mrs. Winkley Bottoms. That's right, Mrs. Winkley Bottoms. It really is a great value. And you can visit our website and enter PWIP for me in the discount box for a 20% discount. Type in legit, and not only will you receive your 20% discount, but you will receive Pussy Whip whipped cream for humans so you and your significant other can share in the good times and bad together. And just look at that fuzzy wuzzy face. It's not Cool Whip, it's Pussy Whip. Because your cat owns you. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. I'm excited to buy some of their product. Uh, it's, I like the fact that it's made for humans. And uh, I believe there's actually a dog sister product called Bitch Whip, which I'm also very excited to try out. <laughs> uh, loving all these new products that are coming across our podcast, I must say. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to admit I was not aware of that other product. Um, 
that one's uh, that one's on you, not me. <laughs> uh, cool question. I-, I wanted to throw out since we were talking about it earlier. Um, what is your favorite song that you guys, or favorite band that you guys were embarrassed about liking uh, way back in the day? Like you would, you would never tell anybody now that you liked them then. Oh. For me, I'll get it started. It's not too far from Limp Bizkit and Corn, <laughs> but I was in love with Ba With A Ba by Kid Rock. That 1998 seminal album, Devil Without A Cause, changed my life and ushered me into a uh, adolescent angsty teenager who uh, lived at Hot Topic. So, yeah. I mean, I'm from rural Michigan, so... <laughs> there it is. I was kind of genetically predisposed to have to like that uh (laughs) and we would blast that shit while tearing it through the country road the country dirt roads after school shooting homemade potato cannons at stop signs (laughs) oh my goodness i didn't know to be embarrassed about my music until maybe like college um (laughs) when I mean, to be fair, like a lot of my life, I, I was like loud and proud. And then I got to college and was like, oh, this isn't what everyone else is doing. But like um, I so I didn't really have uh, um, like CDs of my own, really. So I just took whatever my parents had. So I like listened to a lot of like Zepp- Zeppelin and Clapton and which was good music and Floyd. Like I, I listened to good music. But then the only CDs I really had of my own were like Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis and Fiddler on the Roof. And so I, that's, like, what I listened to for fun. Or, like, this, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber compilation CD. And I would fucking blast. I'd, like, run home from, like, junior year and just blast that shit. <laughs> like, I knew every word. And I was, I, and, like, not, not that that's something to be embarrassed about, but I guess, like, I missed out on having a lot of the, like, teenage music. Like, all my other friends were, like, Radiohead. And, yeah. you know, that was, like, OK Computer. And, like, I got into that stuff, like, deep in my 20s because my childhood was just like I did a lot of community theater with adults so all my friends were like 28 year olds that also just listened to musical theater songs but they'd already had their teenage years it was like they they could have guided me better they could have been like hey you should listen to bands that your friends like I I just like Phantom of the Opera was like my go-to you know and uh, (laughs) Uh and like like I don't know I think that's I think that's the funniest thing too it's like your, also your initial point of reference, because when I first started listening to music, I was like, oh my goodness, my dad has like the deepest knowledge of music that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, what is he listening to? Van Halen. It's like, yeah, yeah everybody <laughs> fucking listens to Van Halen, right. man. What are you yeah. talking about? Go right. jump. Oh, you know yeah. the song. Like- yeah. I mean, I grew up because uh, my mother was in the music industry in like Rag. the '60s and '70s. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So I grew up with all of all of her music, which was like legit good uh, classic rock music that everyone could recognize was objectively good. So the thing that eventually came around to me being uh, me having to create a separate playlist in my Music Max jukebox software that included everything but this music so I could play it just in case like if someone was over or something I could put it on instead of shuffling all was I had the soundtracks to the first uh, two Power Rangers movies and loved those soundtracks very much. Uh, and also, I just, this is crazy, but I just looked up the composer of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers soundtrack. Uh, his name is Ron Wasserman, and he apparently went to the same high school as my daughter. 
Hey, was Van Halen's Dreams on the original soundtrack for the first uh, album? Yeah, that was uh, on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie soundtrack. It was, but I think that was covered. Great. So we were both Van Halen fans. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I was a similar uh, like to Ali that. Uh, the majority of the little bit of music I had, the few, my CD collection was just one of those single, uh, you know, single size CD cases, not the ones that <laughs> right. had like four CDs per page. It was just yeah, a single had, like, CD 12. per page. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had maybe 12 <laughs> yeah. CDs uh-huh. and most of them were like, other than, um, other than Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little oh, Pill. Oh, so first good. one I Bush, ever bought, first CD I ever yeah. Bush. Uh, Bush 16 Stone. Yeah. Mm, yeah um, and no doubt. Uh, yes. Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Tragic. Yep. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not Magic Kingdom. Right. <laughs> um, and maybe like maybe one more that I'm. Oh, I had a Bloodhound Gang CD. <laughs> yeah, you uh, did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the rest were like pure funk two, pure disco, and then my. <laughs> My prized CD that I listened to just I, I listened till it broke uh, that I don't know that I've ever told anyone that I had this in my uh, junior or senior year. I was in a education for the arts class where I would go off campus to it was like an advanced theater class in the city. Um, mm-hmm. and we took a trip to Chicago and saw a ton of shows. And one of the shows we saw was Blue Man Group. <laughs> nice. And I purchased the CD <laughs> afterwards. Because that's the experience. And played. Oh man, I lo- I had such a I had such an awakening at the Blue Man Group show in <laughs> Chicago at the Bryant Street Theater. You it got was... a CD and a bucket of blue paint, and he never looked back. Yeah, I did. It was like I don't know why at he, he seventeen, I oh, was Jack. so blown away by that show, and then I saw it again. I saw it many many years later. Uh, one of the first few dates I actually went on when I was first started dating my wife, she had never seen Blue Man Group and had lived in Chicago forever. So uh-huh. I was like, fuck it, let's go. And it was fine. Yeah, It was just fine. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, you can't go home, yeah. you know. <clears throat> Super. Hey, uh, hey, honey. I was just, uh, I was just going through your, uh, your music collection here. Uh, I, I wanted to... Now that we're living together, I wanted to mix my stuff in here, you know, alphabetize them to, you know, combine our, our, our libraries. Oh, you, uh, you can't you can't mix your CDs with mine. I stole most of those CDs from my... my okay, my, all right. Well, that might explain something, because I was wondering here why you had the soundtrack to Puppetry of the Penis. Oh, my gosh. So good. That was between my junior year and senior year. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, me and um, Audra and Marissa, uh-huh. we got we got on a city bus and we went downtown and we told our parents that we were going to go to Alice's Teacup, but we went to the puppetry of the penis. And um, I mean, we mostly had known about penises up until that point, but we'd never really thought of them as like having their own identity. It really, it blew my mind. And it, you know... Speaking of blowing my mind, you always praise me at certain skills in the bedroom. It's because I respect your penis. And I don't know if I would have <laughs> that that lens if I hadn't had this moment. So I really would appreciate 
if you would just like leave the CDs how they are because I've, I've they're sort of chronological. I know you're into uh-huh. alphabetizing. I've like put them in order <laughs> of my life's experiences and um, you, how, what they mean to me and my adventure and journey as a woman. Right, right. Well, and, and that's why I was wondering about the the one labeled threesome with Allie and uh, and and Megan. I I burned that myself. Did you notice? Okay, I burned that one myself. I didn't. I didn't open it. I I didn't because uh, I thought I might be I might be digging into something like yeah. Uh, you are. Super I personal. mean, if you want to know, I'm an open book, but I don't think you can handle it. You know. I, I mean, okay. it's just that's one of those things where like. Do we want to know everything about each other, or should we have our own mysteries? I don't know. I mean, right now I'm I'm starting to reach the point where I kind of want to know everything because this is it's getting it's getting interesting. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I I started drinking in college, but like I wasn't really a drinker in high school. So when I got to college, I had no no tolerance. And then um, we were at the rugby house one night, and a couple of the guys were like. Hey, do you know what Napster is? And I was like, No, I don't. I don't know what Napster is. So they got me and Allie into this one room, and then one of their girlfriends was there, and we had this insane threesome. And there were all these like black lights happening, <laughs> um, and we were playing all this music. So that's mostly a CD of the parts I remember, but also like I had so many orgasms. I don't know if I like. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I'm really remembering those things or if, like, that's what was the soundtrack that was happening in my head, you know? Right, right. So I I did my best, but I tried to burn it to the experience that I had. Yeah, yeah. So the water sports compilation disc? Yeah, that... Is that that literal or I just... Oh, no, that's literal. That's that's what I... So, like, look at, like, like, flash forward a few years... And uh, um, those like those those discmans that had the waterproof earplugs came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I was at the lake house in Lake George with my family, and for okay. Christmas, on the I water, had, got it. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. gotten the the waterproof ones, so I I made like a fun water sports soundtrack, and uh-huh. um, that's how I broke my ankle. Remember, I told you about how I broke my ankle, and then. So, like, the end of that CD actually goes really dark because then I was stuck on the couch the rest of vacation and I had already finished my book and I didn't have anything to do. So, it's, like, it's like a lot of sort of, um, like, monster ballads. Okay. All right. Because I was worried there was a theme here. So, now the, now the disc labeled scat has me less concerned. No, I'm not a complete slut. Is that what you- I feel like you're judging me right now. <laughs> no, no. I just, I want to, I want to know. Because the thing is, like, if we're going to merge our lives here, um, I, I mean, need I've to know what you're in, into. So I don't know why you keep saying if. Like, we live together. <laughs> <laughs> if this feels like you're still judging me, like, I have to pass some tests. And... No, no. With anything, I want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you. And, like, if there's stuff you're not telling me that, like, is, is your bag, I want to make sure that I'm there for you. Okay? I mean, this is, All right? this is my history, you know? And you are my present and i thought my future i mean i, I guess uh-huh. tell me if i if i pass your your examination and we can move forward together well i'm just i'm worried that you're kind of hung up on this being your 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 past and me being your present because that kind of implies you're not going to do freaky shit now oh oh babe we can like get black lights and shit like i will make you into a cd if that's what you're talking about <laughs> yeah I want to be a CD. Like, I am going <laughs> to DJ that ass tonight. <laughs> Legit. <laughs>
Super. You're listening to 99.5 Washed FM with Hymenator, the fat guy, and the Morning Zoo crew. Coming up next, we have Bare Naked Ladies, Fuel, and Filter. Coming up on Washed FM. <laughs> hey, Mike, can we can we can we talk real quick? Yeah, yeah, we can talk. It's been a long day. Um, I don't know how to say this. You know, you and me, we used to be together. <laughs> every day together. Always. And I, I really feel Were you just... that I'm losing my best friend. Are you... Hush! Are you... Hush! Wait, are you... Are you quoting Shh. a... Hush! Hush! I just... I, I can't believe this could be the end, you know? I'm... Yeah, it, it just. It, we used to have a great morning program where it was just you and I, and now the morning zoo crew is here, and it, it, it just looks as though you're you're letting go. And well, if it's real, just I don't want to know. This is really just like really bothering me with this part of this. Uh, really? How so? That's a song, isn't it? It's ironic, isn't it? Hey, Chris Lapis here for Watch FM. Who's ready for another drive in the morning? Oh, oh, wait. Sorry, guys. You look like you were in the middle of something. Yeah. I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. He's obnoxious, but he makes me laugh. <laughs> it's ironic, don't you think? Wait. No, it's not ironic. It's like a black fly in your chardonnay. You know, it's, just... it's, it's a death row party. And... Just two minutes too late. That's not actual irony, but that is the song, <laughs> ironic. You know, just, it's, it's ironic, you know? It's like right on your wedding day. And it, it's a free ride when you've already paid, is Things what I'm trying to tell you, the Mike. definition of irony. Well established. Just don't speak, okay? I, I, I just, I know what you're saying. So please just stop explaining. As your doctor, I think I can tell you what condition you're going through. We've, we've run some tests, and... It seems you have lyric plagia. Um, it's a condition wherein you can't actually communicate. You can only use song lyrics. It's a it's a problem with many people in society. It's a, similar to what we see on the internet where people can only speak in memes. It's an older disease. Yes. It's something that uh, uh, record store clerks get this all the time. It's the uh -huh. bane of girlfriends in college towns all over the United States. And as a radio DJ, you're in a very highly susceptible group. Thank you for saying that, Doc. Because you know it, it's been it's been one week since you looked at me and cocked yes. your hot head to the side and said I'm angry, and it's five days. Oh, yeah, since you, you came in here quite upset. Oh, oh, this is yes. You see, here's the thing that he's, he's doing. Now it. you've got into he's the doing it. bare lake, naked ladies. I yeah. mean, you do have a lyric for every situation, but it, it's just something where the deeper emotional content of the songs is not there. I mean. Uh, imagine this. Let me communicate to you in a way that, that you... I'll never be your monkey wrench. I, listen, sir. Just abrupt. I'm, I'm going to try to speak to you on your level. Imagine sure. there's a secret chord, right, that, that David could play, and it would please the Lord in, in healing you in some way. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Imagine if you didn't really care for music, did you? Yeah. So you've got to separate yourself from this love of music. It's just going to force you to communicate in lyrics only. Right uh -huh. now, what I want you to do is I want you to go in there to your friend Mike, your friend uh -huh. that you care about, and I want uh -huh. you to speak to him from the heart, not from the lyrics of a song by heart. He's no Barracuda. But I want you to speak to him from your heart. Speak to him from your heart. 
Okay, I, I'll do my best. So, Mike, what I'm trying to say, is I, I woke up this morning with a bad hangover, and my penis was missing again. <laughs> this happens all the time. It's detachable. I'm sorry. This is one of the worst cases I've ever seen. Uh, you've gone full King Missile. I think that we have to. We may have to move to something uh, more medically induced. I. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really one of the things where the next step is you devolve into childhood nursery rhymes. Um, here, uh, I'm going to write you this prescription. Uh, I want you to go ahead and uh, take this to your local pharmacist and go ahead and get this film. Now, uh, remember, you're seeing a pharmacist, not some Dr. Feelgood who's going to make it feel all right, okay? Okay. I'll, right. Okay. Ba with a ba, da bang, da bang, diggy, diggy, shake the boogie, set up, jump the boogie. Ba with the ba, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. I think we're gonna have to have him put up, down. Jump. <laughs> Legit. Uh, Steven, you had a, a an amazing sketch oh, show no. you saw. <laughs> okay, now this is. I don't know. This is. This might be an edit point because I don't know if this is good for the podcast, but it's um, all good for. The- <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Mike D'Alonzo. We, we passed good for the podcast a Mike while ago. Di- oh, yeah. Mike D'Alonzo uh, and this woman, Dana, I want to say, I, I it's not Patrick because that's like the race car driver, but they had this two-person sketch group. Danica Patrick. Yeah, that's okay. Dana, and I can't remember her last name for the life of me. They had this two-person sketch group that was so good. We used to have them on at the social all the time. And they had this scene where it's this couple moving in together and... It starts off with her finding his copy of Led Zeppelin 4. And she's like, oh, honey, what's this? And he's like, you don't know this album? In like that totally like typical bro way of like, how could you not know this? Hun, come on. She's like, listen, I grew up sheltered, okay? We grew up different. I just didn't know that kind of music. He's like, okay, fine, fine. And then she comes back and she's like, hey, what's this? And it's like a Beatles album. And he's like, you've never heard of the Beatles? And like, they just keep going to this back and forth where it's like all this stuff where she's been sheltered. Uh, and then after they finally like hit this breaking point where they finally understand each other, she walks in with this oven mitt and she's like, "Whose hand is this? <laughs> Whose hand is this?" <laughs> oh my god! So they also had a oh my god! They had a magic they had a magic mountain sketch. Do you know how like at Magic Mountain at theme parks they have the um uh like the the songs from like whatever era and it's like the two people singing and they're doing all the hits of that era mm-hmm. they had like the 90s grunge rock version of that it yeah. was so good the super cheesy like you know rape me rape me my friend hey it was, oh my god it was so good oh fucking genius i, I miss the social i miss that's the one thing i missed is not performing in the social it's getting to host that show and getting to oh that's the one thing i miss about that show Tell me what the social is, because uh, I don't, I don't know it. It's the show that uh, Chris Compton and I used to run Sunday nights mm. at IO, uh, and it was so fun because, like, the the criteria for getting in was you had to be able to send me an email on the thirty first <laughs> of the month uh, for the next month. <laughs> so it was like it gave a lot of new groups their first chance to like get on stage, and sometimes that first group would go, and Chris and I would be like, well. That happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> and other times we'd just be like, oh my God, that yeah. was amazing. So yeah, it was uh, super. It was, That's cool. It was the social that had that infamous BOC Gargiulo. Yes, uh, Gargiulo yeah, right? Connell. Oh my God. Yeah, I could tell stories about Gargiulo Connell, uh, which by the way, I did find out that this is genetic. 
like this thing where it's like, let me tell you in detail about this improv scene that I saw. Cause my son <laughs> recounts like full episodes of Mickey and the Roadster Racers. And I'll just walk into my <laughs> wife and I'm like, I'm sorry about every time you yeah. asked me what the movie was about. Your son's like, Daddy, <laughs> wait for the third beat. Yeah. Okay, so then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are at the point where we actually have our second sponsor of the day. Um, it's a wonderful new group, up and coming, just like us. Uh, I'm sure they have a wonderful product coming up. Uh, Mike, I believe you have it, so uh, take it away whenever you're ready, sir. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I, it's weird we're waiting so long to put, you know, toward the end of this episode to put. Well, it's an important one. We, we sometimes we have to put them at the sure. end because we want right, to really drive sure, home. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So if so we have to refund them and do another on. ad, we'll of course we'll do that. Oh no, don't worry. This one's going to be perfect. They Great. Won't, they won't be upset. <laughs> Great. So excited. So yeah, let me let me just pop it in here. Yeah. You wake up. You're in a dark room. You don't know your way out. You feel around. What is that? Is that hair? Is that horse's hair? No! It's My Little Pony! The Escape Room! Figure out your way through the darkness of inevitable death to ice cream dreams! Solving puzzles of hoofbeats in your head and some other pony! Is that a pony? That's My Little Pony! Is that your little pony? You'll have to find out. Solve all the triggers in your mind before the darkness envelops you and swallows you whole. And rainbow dash your way to freedom in My Little Pony Escape Room. (laughs) It was a short one, but I. Oh, no. Oh, no. uh, I've I've been to one of those. No, I went to the Cutie Mark of God one. It was so good. It was so hard, but we made it out with like 30 seconds left. (laughs) Oh, that's great. No, those are the best uh, best endings. I've been doing some actually some actual uh, escape rooms online uh, lately. Uh, my wife and us, a friend of ours have been doing them. And the cool thing about the online ones is you can do it in your in underwear. <laughs> that too, yeah. But like we we went to one that I think was it was in uh, like upstate New York. Uh, they had one, and yeah, like they there's a f- person have you been physically to in the escape New York? room. The whole place is a fucking escape room. <laughs> That would explain the scale of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like you you have uh, eight dollars in your pocket. How are you gonna get to Westchester or the city? Good luck, guys. Like that's everyone's experience. Sorry. In your left hand you have your high school. I'm gonna take the fucking sea train. Yeah. How are you gonna escape your childhood bullies and be successful? Exactly. (laughs) You've got twenty years until the reunion. (laughs) You won't only half your teeth are straight because you couldn't afford braces for your whole mouth. Good luck hitchhiking. <laughs> Welcome to your grandparents' attic. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, the story of this room is you are just out of college. You can't afford anywhere else to live. But your grandparents offered you a free home in their attic above their garage. So you are going to live in this attic. But you have one hour to figure out how to get your shit together and live out on your own. Good luck! <laughs> shit, dude, this is real. I'll be available for hints from the other room, by the way. You can, you can, there's, a, there's a button on the wall, hit the button. Uh, I'll answer questions for you in the room. All right? Okay. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> that guy should be on television.
He's really good. Uh, he's really he's good. Really good. Yeah. Shit, we're running out of time. Oh, okay. God. Okay. Look. Um, um, there's the stage like futon. I... Let's. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's just. Uh, I'm gonna go check out the old record player. Okay. I'm gonna sit on the stained futon and just stare off into space for 20 minutes, like, like, uh, and maybe something will come to me. Oh shit, Zeppelin! Uh, guys, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in over the radio real quick. Uh, it, don't, don't actually hit any of the buttons on the record player. It's, it's old, it's broken down, and it's, it's, uh, it's not part of the puzzle. All right. Uh, oh, oh, right, cool. Yeah, I didn't already hit one. Okay. Um. What? Uh. Huh. Okay. Maybe, maybe this uh, broken sleep apnea machine. Maybe that will. Maybe no, that, I'm sorry again. I, I, I'm not supposed to keep cutting in, but that's actually that's broken for real. Uh, and 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 yeah, we we need to get that re- repaired. Uh, for for, well, oh, okay. Someone someone <clears throat> someone lives here when we're not doing the the room, and we really do need to get that repaired real quick because that's it's expensive and they're relying on it. Anyway, get, enjoy the game. Uh, the puzzle. <laughs> Wait, someone All actually right. lives here. Uh, I guess downstairs, yeah, they must be, you know, renting out the using their attic for it, right? It's called it's called Grandma and Grandpa's attic, yeah. isn't it? It's, Escape room. This, so yeah, whatever. This, it's, it's fine. This did feel a little it's too lived in. I'm gonna check out the uh, this weird dresser, the you know the big kind with the real bulky corners oh, and yeah, the yeah. big let's, let's take unwieldy yeah. mirror that's that's oh, barely yeah. attached to it. Let's take a look at Just open up this drawer. Just be, uh, be careful with the mirror. It's precariously placed uh, up there. We really we need to nail that down better. And uh, somebody somebody dropped on their foot last week, and that was uh, it was a real problem. Harold, let them figure it out. Okay, all right, all right, Grandpa. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Enjoy your game. Okay. <laughs> oh God, is this? Wait, this is this actually is... a Grandpa's attic. This is Harold's bedroom. Huh. This is his escape from his grandparents attic oh check out this old dusty book <sighs> puppetry of the penis uh can you uh, j- don't uh don't riffle through the, uh, some of them are stuck together just put it down uh just put, that's not part I, I assure you not part of the puzzle all right <laughs> um harold what is part of the puzzle because everything we've touched or looked at you said isn't part of it. Oh, uh, okay, uh well, she, uh, she, the the actual jigsaw puzzle on the table. It's a, that's a real jigsaw puzzle. Harold, bring your penis book. Uh, oh, can you I, can you can you slip the book under the door for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Great, yeah. There's, thank you. All right. Um, All right. So, en- enjoy your puzzle. <laughs> what, what about what about this box of of uh, expired prescription drugs? Is that part of it? Uh, how expired? I mean, so, I mean, some of these are fairly recent, but some of these are like eighty-seven. That's pretty old. So within, anything within the last six months? Can you just slip under the door? All right. Okay. Okay, but the, no, no, not part of the puzzle. Are you, Absolutely. Are you can add back time for me to sort through your old med- medication. This is not a charity. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. And, and if you look for you, you see the uh, the 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 Werther's originals. Um, those are yours for the taking. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, oh well, before you go, yeah, the yeah. stack of uh, unopened mailers from Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm guessing life insurance. Yeah, I mean, if you For... if you can if you can puzzle through those, honestly, like the the language is a mystery to me. I've never been able to quite make sense of it. So absolutely, like if you can solve that puzzle, I'm in. Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. Enjoy. Okay. <laughs> 
right. Uh, um, there's a box of, of half-soiled sweatpants. There's probably a key in there. I'm going to go rooting through that. Maybe I'll I'm starting to feel like we just paid to finish this old man's jigsaw puzzle for him. Oh, you think it's all just on the jigsaw puzzle, huh? Yeah, I was honestly interested in that penis book. It it's, seemed like it's there only, was a... It's only a hundred pieces, too. It's not even hard. Interesting backstory to this All right, all right, old but man. you don't have to brag, okay? All right, some of us... It's a hundred-piece it's a puzzle of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, come on. Some of us have some, some, uh, vis- some spatial coordination issues that hold us back a little bit. You don't need to brag. Right. Just if, if it's so easy for you, then go right ahead and solve it. Please. Saying, I, got, right. I got bored of these when I was seven. Harold, did they finish the special ed puzzle? No, not yet. I'm waiting on them, all right? Just just, just chill, okay? Just read your book. Look at your pictures. There. There you go. There you go. It's Eiffel Tower. If it, do you get a popsicle oh, now? Wow. Is that what happens? Whoa. That was... Wow. Okay. Uh, I thought this was going to be a little... All right. Well, there's a, there's a code underneath. If you flip it over, um, just, uh, just dial that into the... Phone. We could have just done the yes. puzzle upside down to find the code rather than because it's underneath. We have to flip the whole thing. This is like, really I'm just gonna no one ever thought of that before. Grab That's the really phone. smart. I didn't, um, I didn't think of that myself. Wait, what the hell is this thing? There's like a cord on the side of it. <laughs> oh, a, yeah, you just, yeah, you just, there's a yeah. Circular, oh, I th- circular dial. I think I saw Enjoy one of those. Enjoy the puzzle of the game, guys. <laughs> Bro, like, fucking seriously, where's the phone? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> that antique rotary telephone. <laughs> oh, guys, this was fun. It was? That's that's my way of hinting. Okay. That, uh, oh. we're, we're, yeah, we've, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, I could do this all night. Uh, if we were in the world of us being in places, that would be like Jet being like, <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, I get it. We've overstayed our welcome. I'll Been take there, my man. three remaining beers home with me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hopefully a time when a vaccine isn't going to fucking do anything if we ever even have one anyways. But maybe like rapid, inexpensive testing. So like friends or family can you know if you've been quarantining well everyone go get tested and then you can actually have a hangout with confidence that you're safe they yeah. have a like a quick strep like the quick strep version they have yeah. that for for covid yeah they just unveiled it and it's like it's still going through more testing and they're gonna get into like 10 bucks they've had it I they think. just haven't i mean you can't get it for the public but um I know a doctor who's had it in the trunk of his car for months. Like I've been tested it's, it's three times, and all three times my results were ready the next day. Like I got tested in the afternoon, and then like by nine a.m. the next day, I had my results. I've I've had something wow. similar. The, lo- the last time I got tested, it was like early afternoon, and I got it the next evening. Yeah, it was uh, t- once at Hanson Dam and twice at Dodger Stadium. Mine was Dodger Stadium too. They've gotten a lot faster there. Yeah, I don't think it's the test that was the problem. I think it was our system because we were overloaded and we just didn't know. But what is sort of scary, and I know this is a lot of he said, she said, so like this, I hope this isn't everyone's um, (laughs) situation, but I've heard from more than one family who got in line at Dodger Stadium, went all the way up and because they had kids and they just couldn't keep waiting, 
um, they left. So like they, they signed up in the beginning, mm-hmm. they went through and they had to leave cause they couldn't in the very, you know, it was yeah. taking five or six hours and you have little kids, you can't stay sometimes. Ooh. So they had to leave and they got later texts saying, congratulations, your test came back negative, And they never even took the test. So oh, it makes you want to break stuff. They probably had already assigned, um, the test to like a barcode or something or like the order which is sort of terrifying because like what if they assign the order and people are leaving and then the order yeah if they leave after they get the barcode yeah yeah huh you know but it happened to two different families i know who were like yeah same thing we went we got in line it was taking too long we left we got a text later saying that we were cleared and then we never got swabbed so it's like it was counterfeit are you still doing lyrics? He's still doing that's, that. a, that's a Limp Bizkit song. <laughs> Counterfeit, guys. Is it? Okay. Yeah. 1997, $3 bill, y'all. Just me? Cool. Yep. That's how we end the show right there. Okay. You, you killed it. <laughs> <laughs> On this super high energy, hilarious uh, note. I will say, by the way, when we were talking about CDs. Um, no more uh, wet and gushy, huh? Right. <laughs> I had a ridiculously large CD collection. Uh, I... When I, I think in, I finally got rid of it in like 2004. I didn't get rid of it. I got rid of all like the jewel cases, but I had like a 900 CD CD collection. Mm. Uh, and it was all shit that made women go, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all sad bastard indie rock. And, the uh, opposite yeah. of WAP. It, oh, if you still have it, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, it's all in the closet in my classroom because I was like, this is taking up too much living space in my house and everything is digital now. But I could, I just can't get rid of those CDs because it was literally like when I first moved here in 99, uh, I had disposable income for the first time in my life and I knew only like one person. Uh, so like, and, and that was my roommate who I've known since first grade and he's a great guy, but fuck hanging out with him all the time. Uh, so I would just go to Atomic Records here in Burbank, yeah. Penny Lane in Burbank, yeah. uh, and Backside Records in Burbank. Nope. Uh, and like every weekend, I would just like hit those three used record stores and be like, buying things will make me happy. It wasn't. A, <laughs> it was a good choice to move to California. <laughs> I'll be a published poet yet. Huzzah. Huzzah. Can you name just one of those sad indie rock bands? Oh, well, they're all, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of who the mopiest was. Bedhead, uh, which then turned into the new year. They are like the saddest slowcore indie rock. Oh, God damn. I love them so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so much morphine. Just, yeah. We had, um, cause I was one of four kids and like my parents collection was sort of what we had. And so we used them like the way people use like trading cards, like, like I had like Clapton and then my sister got her hands on the Phil Collins. And so like we would just hoard them in our rooms. And if we yeah. wanted to hear one of the CDs and then my parents never like, Allison, mm-hmm. do you have her? You know, whatever. And it'd be like, no. And then like, it would just be like a script, like just down the line screaming at us to see who had the CD. And we all lied and said, no. <laughs> so my parents have like, if anyone ever went through my parents' music collection, they'd be like, these people have terrible music because we took all of their good music and like never gave them back, you know? Uh, my, my aunt Michelle was the coolest with that. Um, she actually really got me into the most music. It shut me into Nirvana and Green Day and Super Chunk and um, all of these bands. And it was great because... Uh, I didn't really have a lot of money buying CDs, so I would spend the weekends over there and we listen to all this music. 
And then she was just like, take what you need. And then eventually I just started taking all of her stuff. <laughs> and then at one point she was like, oh, hey, there's a Blink-182 CD that, you know, I don't mind if it disappears. So, like, uh, I don't know. I was going when I was up going through my iTunes collection after she had, she had passed away a few years ago. Uh, she had given me like 150 CDs and they're all like stuff I really cherish. Mm -hmm. It's like Nirvana's Nevermind. Um, Jeff Buckley, oh, yeah. <laughs> like Super Chunk again, uh, uh, the first Foo Fighters album, uh, Exile in Guyville by Liz Fair, just like a lot of these fundamental blocks. So, yeah, man, good stuff. I'm glad we started on that tangent after Jet was trying very hard to wrap it up. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, on that note, I guess we'll actually wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> In our previous episodes, everybody's given their info on how to find them, so I'm not going to go through that whole thing uh, nope. this time, especially because wow. I think at least one person has stopped their recording process. Uh, or that was a joke in the chat. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> yep. I think he no, stopped it. All right. There are no jokes here. So, uh, well, you can still find me at JP underscore Spence at Twitter. Just ooh, somebody slipped that into the radar. Well, uh, I am uh, Jared Lennon-Kaufman because I never actually introduced myself in this entire podcast, but they call me Jet. Thank you all for joining me and joining one another on this fantastic journey through uh, our Saturday night that lifts the veil on when we recorded this. It was a Saturday night. Hey, Jet, should I start recording now? Yeah, right now. Bye. Anything's on. Oh, my time. I kicked the door. Just so I could move